verse number 18 لَقَدْ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ Certainly was Allah pleased. We see that after Hudaybiyah, one group gained Allah's wrath, His punishment, His anger, as we see in the previous verses. يُعَذِّبْكُمْ عَذَابًا أَلِيمًا And then there are others who gained Allah's approval. لَقَدْ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ Who is it that Allah was pleased with? رَضِيَ اللَّهُ Allah is already pleased with them. He has bestowed His ridwan upon them. Who? عَنِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ The believers. Which believers? 1400 believers who were with the Prophet ﷺ at Hudaybiyah. Why is it that Allah became pleased with them? إِذْ when يُبَايِعُونَكَ They pledged allegiance to you. They gave you the bay'ah. O Prophet ﷺ, where did they give the bay'ah? تَحْتَ الشَّجَرَةِ Under the tree. Notice over here, Allah specifies the place where the bay'ah was made. And this just shows how honorable this action was near Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because what is it that you give different descriptions when something is important to you? So the place, the very location is being described. Not just Hudaybiyah, تَحْتَ shajara, Under the tree. The Sahaba gave the bay'ah to the Prophet ﷺ. So those who gave their bay'ah, Allah was pleased with them. فَعَلِمَ مَا فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ He knew what was in their hearts. What was in their hearts of sincerity and commitment, total Reliance upon Allah and loyalty to His deen. عَلِمَ مَا فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ فَأَنزَلَ السَّكِينَةَ Then He sent down tranquility عَلَيْهِمْ upon them. At the time when the Muslims had been treated unfairly, at the time when they could have been overcome by fear, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put sakina in their hearts. وَأَثَابَهُمْ And He rewarded them with فَتْحًا قَرِيبًا with a near victory, with a near conquest. Imminent conquest. What is this referring to? This is referring to the bay'ah ridwan. That was also mentioned in the previous verses. But it's mentioned one more time over here. What does it show? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's approval. His happiness. His pleasure with the companions who participated in this. This bay'ah is known as bay'atul ridwan because of this ayah. Why bay'atul ridwan? Because Allah was pleased with them. Remember bay'ah is what? You give and then you take. What is it that the, that the Muslims were giving? When the sahaba were asked that what is it that you pledged to? They said we gave the pledge for death. We signed up for death. Basically, we said that we would fight until death. That we would not run away. We would not turn our backs. And remember this happened at what time? When the Muslims were at Hudaybiyah, the Prophet ﷺ had sent Uthman anhu and Uthman anhu did not return for quite some time. Allah says, those who gave this pledge, then Allah is pleased with them. The Prophet ﷺ said, لَا يَدْخُلُ النَّارَ أَحَدٌ مِمَّنْ بَايَعَ تَحْتَ الشَّجَرَةِ None amongst those who gave the pledge under the tree shall enter hellfire. None of them 
will even enter hellfire. How many were these? There were 1400 people. Why? Why was Allah so happy with them? Because this bay'ah was not easy. It was really not easy. Because firstly, the Muslims had come for the purpose of Umrah. Now, instead of Umrah, they were signing up for battle, for fighting. And then remember the circumstances also in which this bay'ah is being made. The Muslims were not equipped for battle. They were exhausted from the journey. The enemy was much bigger, much stronger. But they were so eager to make this bay'ah. What we learn is that when the Muslims were at Hudaybiyah, right? the rumors are spreading, the news is spreading, Uthman is not here, they must have killed him by now. We learned that Umar anhu in this state, he actually started getting ready for battle. Even though the Prophet ﷺ had not announced anything, the bay'ah had not happened, Umar anhu sent his son Abdullah ibn Umar to a certain Ansari man that go to him and ask him for his horse so that I can borrow it and use it for the battle. Now Ibn Umar who goes to that Ansari man to borrow his horse for his father. And what happens as he's going, he sees that there's so many companions around the Prophet ﷺ under the tree. So he goes there and he finds out everybody's giving bay'ah. And Ibn Umar who right there and then, he gave the bay'ah. He didn't even go to his father. No, he gave the bay'ah. Then he went to the Ansari man, borrowed the horse, and went to Umar anhu and gave him the horse and said, by the way, there is a bay'ah taking place. And so Umar anhu, as he's ready for battle, he's even put his gear on, alright, he goes to the Prophet ﷺ and he gives the bay'ah. What does this show? They were so eager to defend Allah's religion. How difficult it must have been. How difficult it must have been. But Allah says, لَقَدْ رَضِيَ This is why he was رَضِيَ Exactly. I mean, getting Allah's Ridwan, this is also Fath, this is also a clear achievement, a clear victory. Getting Allah's approval, this is great success. And then we see over here, Sakina is being mentioned again. That Allah gave Sakina to His servants. May Allah grant us Sakina also. Because the most difficult experiences can become easy when a person has Sakina. And the most easiest things can become difficult when a person does not have Sakina. Allah says that He أَثَابَهُمْ فَتْحًا qariba. He has rewarded them with a fath qarib, Meaning very soon the Muslims will be granted a victory. Allah will reward them. Athaba is to give thawab, to give reward. And that's what happened. The Muslims departed from Hudaybiyah, went to Medina, and within three months was the battle of Khaybar. Fathan qariba, wa maghanima, and also maghanim, meaning Allah will also give these believers much war booty. Maghanim, plural of maghnam. War booty. Kathiratan, a lot. يَأْخُذُونَهَا That they will take it. وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَزِيزًا حَكِيمًا And ever is Allah exalted in might and wise. Meaning He's able to grant this to His servants. This ayah and the end of the previous ayah is referring to the booty that the Muslims gained from the battle of Khaybar. And this ayah specifies that that booty was only to be distributed amongst two. Those whom Allah was pleased with. لَقَدْ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ And who were those people who participated in the bay'ah, who went for Hudaybiyah? Now we learned that 
in Dhul-Qa'dah, sixth year after Hijri, was Hudaybiyah. After Dhul-Qa'dah is what month? What month? Dhul-Hijjah. After Dhul-Hijjah is Muharram. Right? And in Muharram, seventh year after Hijrah, or according to other reports, Safar. So within two to three months, the Prophet ﷺ announced the expedition to Khaybar. And it was understood that the people who participated in Hudaybiyah would basically get a share of the booty if there would be victory. Remember that expedition to Khaybar was an offensive battle. The Muslims marched towards the enemy. So far what had been happening, the enemy would march towards the Muslims. Why was this done? Remember who the people of Khaybar were. Yahud, who had basically sponsored the battle of Khandaq. Remember the battle of Khandaq, the battle of Ahzab? Remember Surah Al-Ahzab? Who had sponsored it? Who had? It was the people of Khaybar. Right? So, of course, revenge had to be taken over here. Because these people were a constant threat for the safety of Muslims. So 1,700 Sahaba went with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 1,400 were at Hudaybiyah. So 300 here were new people. Alright? But it was clear that the booty would be only amongst who? Amongst the participants of Hudaybiyah. We learned that the journey was about 200 kilometers long. But the Muslims made it within two days. There was a lot of excitement. Right? A lot of excitement. And... It was on this journey that every time Muslims went, you know, they climbed a hill or something, they would say, Allahu Akbar out loudly. And the Prophet ﷺ said, be easy on yourselves. You don't have to say it so loudly. Right? Remember that Khaybar was the land of date palms, fertile soil. And the Yahud who lived there had built many fortresses for their protection and safety. So when the Muslims reached there, of course, the Yahud, they locked themselves up in their fortresses. The Muslims laid siege. And one fortress after the other, after another, eventually within a couple weeks, by the way, it took a couple weeks to completely conquer the region of Khaybar. And there were approximately eight or nine mini battles. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted victory to the Muslims. We learned that the Yahud, they actually made a truce with the Muslims. The Prophet ﷺ gave their lands back to them on the condition that they would give 50% of the produce to the Muslims. This was an agreement. Ibn Umar anhu he said that we did not eat our fill except after we had conquered Khaybar. Meaning until Khaybar, we never really ate to our fill. There was always lack of food. After Khaybar, yes, we got enough food, alhamdulillah, because of the maghanim that came in. And we learned that at this point it was that the muhajirun, they returned the lands of the Ansar back to them. Remember when the Muslims migrated to Medina? The Ansar shared their properties with the muhajirun. So after Khaybar, what happened? The muhajirun, they returned the lands of the Ansar back to them. Alright? So now we see that Khaybar was entirely under Muslim control. And when Khaybar was entirely under Muslim control, what do you think about the surrounding tribes also? they willingly surrender to the Muslims. So this was Fath, Fathan Qariba. And this was not all. There was more Fath to come. Allah says, وَعَدَكُمُ اللَّهُ Allah has promised you, مَغَانِمَ كَثِيرَةً You think this is a lot? You think Khaybar is a lot? 
There is much more that Allah will give you in the future. Many more victories. تَأْخُذُونَهَا That you will take. Meaning you will take. Ha is referring to the maghanim. Many more maghanim that you will take. Allah will give you much more. However, فَعَجَّلَ He hastened. لَكُمْ for you هَذِهِ This one. Which one? Khaybar. This one came very quickly. Within three months, Allah gave you Khaybar. And what does this show? Then many times it happens that, you know, when a person does something for the sake of Allah, then yes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives him some immediate benefit, some immediate reward. And a person should be more hopeful that there is more to come. فَعَجَّلَ لَكُمْ هَذِهِ وَكَفَّ And he withheld النَّاسِ The hands of people عَنْكُمْ from you. He withheld the hands of people from you. Meaning he did not let them fight you. What does this mean? Allah did not let a certain people attack you. Which people? Firstly, this can be understood as the allies of the Yahud. You see when Muslims march to Khaybar, remember that the Yahud, they had their allies, the Banu Asad and the Ghatafan, whom basically they had sponsored, right, to participate in the battle of Khandaq. Remember? Kind of. Right? So they had their allies. Now if you think about it, the Yehud had locked themselves up in their fortresses. Where were their allies? Why weren't they coming to fight the Muslims? To defend their allies. Why weren't they coming? What happened? Why did they back off? Why did they abandon their allies? Allah caused that. Allah withheld the hands of people from you. Meaning the Banu Asad and Ghatafan. So basically the Yehud were left to fend for themselves and the only thing they could do was just to surrender and to make a truce with the Muslims. Secondly, it is also said that Aidiyannas, people over here is referring to the people of Makkah, the Mushrikeen of Makkah. That Allah withheld their hands, meaning Allah protected you, your families, from the Mushrikeen of Makkah, because of what? Because of the truce, because of the Sulh Hudaybiyah. Because imagine 1700 Muslims march out of Medina all the way to Khaybar. Who's back in Medina? There were families. It's the women, the children, the old, the sick. Isn't it? It was their families. Now if the Sulh Hudaybiyah had not been made, what do you think the Mushrikeen of Makkah would have done? What do you think? They would have attacked Medina. The men are gone, the soldiers are gone, the fighters are gone. Right? So Khaybar would basically not be possible had Sulh Hudaybiyah not been effect. Right? So وَكَفَّ أَيْدِيَ النَّاسِ عَنْكُمْ Allah protected you. وَلِتَكُونَ آيَةً لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ And so that it would be a sign for the believers. This entire incident was a sign for the believers. What was? That how Allah protected them. And what is the sign? That despite their few numbers, Allah will aid them. Despite unfavorable circumstances, Allah will bring them favorable results. Why? Because He is their supporter. وَيَهْدِيَكُمْ And He will guide you صِرَاطًا مُسْتَقِيمًا to the straight path. Meaning He will increase you in your right direction. وَأُخْرَى and others. Meaning, Allah has also promised you other victories. It's not just Khaybar. There is more to come. 
And what exactly is it? Lam taqdiru alayha. Lam not taqdiru. You estimate alayha over it. Or you have power, taqdiru, you have qudra, you have ability alayha over it. Meaning firstly, you don't even know what it's going to be. You cannot even imagine. You cannot even imagine. Not in your wildest dreams that Allah will grant you such and such victory. Such and such success in the future. Lam taqdiru alayha. And presently, the condition that you're in right now, yes, you don't have the ability to have those victories. However, قَدْ أَحَاطَ اللَّهُ بِهَا Allah has already encompassed it. He's already planned it out. He's already decided that for you in your favor. What is this referring to? If you think about it, what happened after Sulh Hudaybiyah? The Prophet ﷺ, he sent letters to different kings. Correct? He sent letters to the Byzantine king also. Correct? Remember, we learned in Surah At-Tawbah, the background of the expedition to Tabuk. What happened? That the messenger of the Prophet ﷺ, the one with whom the letter had been sent, was assassinated. Correct? When he was assassinated, what does that mean? Declaring war. And so the Prophet ﷺ very soon sent an army all right, to fight the Byzantines and the battle of Mu'tah took place. The battle of Mu'tah. Write it down. Okay? The battle of Mu'tah took place. The battle of Mu'tah was basically not really decisive because the Muslims, they basically tricked the Romans and they somehow retreated. All right? But very soon after that was what? The expedition to Tabuk. Right? Because the Prophet ﷺ received news that the Romans were gathering their armies to fight the Muslims. And the Prophet ﷺ made the Muslims march all the way to Tabuk. And when the Romans found out that the Muslims are coming, they basically never really showed up. Right? This eventually led to, in the time of Abu Bakr anhu, in the time of Umar anhu, in the time of Uthman anhu. What happened eventually in the time of the Khulafa? So many victories. We see how the Muslim empire just expanded. So at the time when Sulh Hudaybiyah was made, could Muslims ever imagine fighting the Romans, fighting the Persians, and gaining victory over them? No way. Allah says, لَمْ تَقْدِرُوا عَلَيْهَا You don't have power over it right now. You cannot even estimate it. You cannot even think about it. You don't even know what it is. But Allah has it all in plan. He's got it all planned out. قَدْ أَحَاطَ اللَّهُ بِهَا وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرًا And Allah is ever over all things competent. He will bring you success from closed doors. So Hudaybiyah was apparently a closed door. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls it فَتْحًا مُبِينًا Because He brought the Muslims so much success. This surah is a surah of good news. No wonder this surah was more beloved to the Prophet ﷺ than anything upon which the sun rises. So we see after Hudaybiyah, so many victories were promised. And that is what happened. After Sul Hudaybiyah, basically, the course of history changed. It changed completely. Up until Hudaybiyah, Muslims were just defending themselves, defending, surviving to live. Fighting to survive, basically. Right? And then what happened after Hudaybiyah? Up until this point was defense. Now it was offense. 
right? You've been betraying us all along. You've been harming us all along. Now, now we'll take revenge. وَلَوْ قَاتَلَكُمْ And if they had fought you, meaning if the Meccans had fought you, when you were at Hudaybiyah, camped outside Makkah, if, let's say, the battle did take place, وَلَوْ قَاتَلَكُمُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا Those who disbelieve, meaning the mushrikeen of Makkah. What would happen? Allah says, لَوَلَّوُوا Surely they would have turned. الْأَدْبَارَ The backs. Meaning they would have run away. They would have been defeated. Allah would grant you victory over them. ثُمَّ لَا يَجِدُونَ Then they would not find وَلِيًّا Any protector. وَلَا نَصِيرَ Nor any helper. What is meant by this? That yes, the treaty happened. And yes, after the treaty, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant you a lot of victories. But had the situation ended up in battle, instead of the sulh, instead of the truce, Allah would have still granted you victory. You understand what's happening here? There was no battle, correct? At Hudaybiyah there was no battle. Even though the Muslims gave their bay'ah. No battle. Instead, sulh happened. And the sulh led to so much fath. Allah says over here, that had the sulh not happened, if there wasn't a battle, then still the results would be in your favor. Because again, for a believer is always win-win. When you're in the way of Allah, A happens or B happens, it's all good. It's always good. And always, always remember this. Because sometimes we set out to do A. A doesn't happen, we have to go with option B. And then we're disappointed. No, don't be disappointed. Because either way, it's good. Allah says that if Surah Hudaybiyah didn't happen, battle would have taken place, that would also have been good for you. Because these people would not have been able to fight you. The mushrikeen of Makkah would not have been able to fight you. Why? How? Because sunnat Allahi. This is the way of Allah. Allati qad khalat min qabl, that which has occurred before. Meaning, look at your past encounters with them. What happened at Badr? Who ran away? They did. You didn't. Look at Uhud. Initially, who ran away? They did. Then Khandaq. Who ran away? They did. So if there was a battle in sixth year after Hijrah at Hudaybiyah between the Muslims and the Mushrikeen, who would run away? It would be the Mushrikeen. Allah says, وَلَن تَجِدَ لِسُنَّةِ اللَّهِ تَبْدِيلًا Never will you find in the way of Allah any change. Meaning always, when faith and kufr, when iman and kufr come against each other, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will always give victory to those with iman. In Surah Mujadila, ayah 21, Allah says, كَتَبَ اللَّهُ لَأَغْلِبَنَّ أَنَا وَرُسُولِي Allah has decreed that He will be victorious. وَهُوَ الَّذِي and he is the one who, Allah is the one who, كَفَّ أَيْدِيَهُمْ He withheld their hands. عَنْكُمْ from you. Why isn't it that the battle took place? Why? What prevented it? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not allow the battle to occur. He is the one who withheld their hands, meaning the hands of the mushrikeen. عَنْكُمْ from you, meaning from attacking you. وَأَيْدِيَكُمْ and he also withheld your hands on whom from them. I mean, look at how Umar was ready to fight. Wasn't he? He sent his son to get him a horse so that he could go. He was ready to fight. 
Allah says He withheld your hands from them also. بِبَطْنِ مَكَّةِ In the belly of Makkah. What does it mean? Batun is literally belly. Alright? بِبَطْنِ مَكَّةِ Meaning within the area of Makkah. There could have been battle in Makkah. But Allah did not allow it to happen. And really, there were so many times that a battle could have happened. If you think about it, when the Muslims set out on their way to Makkah, don't we learn that Khalid bin Walid had you know, come with a certain number of people and he was blocking the road? A battle could have been fought over there. Right? But the Muslims took an alternate route to Makkah. Then what happened when they were camped at Hudaybiyah? We learn from several reports. Like for example, in Musnad Ahmad, there is a report that Anas bin Malik who said that on the day of Hudaybiyah, 80 men from Makkah came down a particular valley, all right, from a certain side towards the place where the Prophet ﷺ was. So basically, 80 men came looking for the Prophet ﷺ at Hudaybiyah, armed, why? In order to attack him. And the Prophet ﷺ, he saw them, the Muslims caught those people and took them as prisoners. And then the Prophet ﷺ let them go. He set them free. 80 people were captured by the Muslims. Imagine. This itself could have led to battle. Isn't it? But the Prophet ﷺ set them free. He let them go. So there was no battle. Every time, circumstances were such that literally people would raise their weapons against each other and a battle would be fought. Something happened because of which the matter was calmed down and no battle occurred. مِنْ بَعْدِ after أَنْ that أَظْفَرَكُمْ عَلَيْهِمْ أَظْفَرَ He gave you dominance عَلَيْهِمْ over them. أَظْفَرَ is ظَفَرَ ظَفَر which is victory essentially. Alright? It basically gives meaning of قَهْر فَوْز غَلَبَ being dominant over somebody else. Successful. Having power over another. So Allah gave you power over them. Those 80 people were captured by the Muslims. وَكَانَ اللَّهُ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ بَصِيرًا And Allah is ever of whatever you do, seeing. He watches you. Recitation. لَقَدْ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِذْ يُبَايِعُونَكَ تَحْتَ الشَّجَرَةِ فَعَلِمَ مَا فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ فَأَنزَلَ السَّكِينَةَ عَلَيْهِمْ فَأَنزَلَ السَّكِينَةَ عَلَيْهِمْ وَأَثَابَهُمْ فَتْحًا قَرِيبًا وَمَغَانِمَ كَثِيرَةً يَأْخُذُونَهَا وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَزِيزًا حَكِيمًا وَعَدَكُمُ اللَّهُ مَغَانِمَ كَثِيرَةً تَأْخُذُونَهَا فَعَجَّلَ لَكُمْ هَذِهِ فَعَجَّلَ لَكُمْ هَذِهِ وَكَفَّ أَيْدِيَ النَّاسِ عَنْكُمْ وَلِتَكُونَ آيَةً لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَيَهْدِيَكُمْ صِرَاطًا مُسْتَقِيمًا وَأُخْرَى لَمْ تَقْدِرُوا عَلَيْهَا قَدْ أَحَاطَ اللَّهُ بِهَا وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرًا وَلَوْ قَاتَلَكُمُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لَوَلَّوُ الْأَدْبَارَ ثُمَّ لَا يَجِدُونَ وَلِيًّا وَلَا نَصِيرًا 